0: Andres Segovia show hey everyone and welcome to the Andres Segovia show thank you so much for joining me on this my first anniversary episode Woohoo! yeah I know I know it's amazing where does the time go I don't know but I'm glad that you're along for the ride. It's been an incredible journey this past year. And this was meant to be my news roundup segment, uh, the the way the things line up for my production schedule. So I figured, you know, with all the craziness that's gone on, why don't I do something different, something a little new? And this is actually the first official Andres Segovia show I guess, video that I I do because the show is a podcast, okay? First and foremost, straight out, it's a podcast, and that's why I like for it to live and stay, uh, mostly because that's the medium a lot of people tend to digest. When they go to YouTube, it's more about, well, uh, being entertained, and th- there's a lot more work involved in video, but this one's a special one because it's the first anniversary um, program, and since the news radio segment, for those that follow my show, is the most experimented on um Type of show, I figured, you know what? Let's just wing it because seriously, these are very interesting times, right? Um, and so I figured, you know what? I'm going to try something different, something a little new. I hope you like it. I'm looking for feedback once this is all said and done. So let me know what you think. So I got some stuff in the agenda. I, I'm going to be talking, again, I will be talking about the news roundup a little bit different though, and you'll see why. So I'm going to talk about the news roundup. And um, I will. I have some questions that I've received across the socials. So I'll be taking all your questions that I've received in the past two weeks, and I decided, you know what? I'm gonna answer them on this one. So I will be getting to that segment. You'll see when I announce it. Um, and I do tend to timestamp these. Look, this was initially intended to be a live stream. But with everybody and their grandmother on the internet, oh my goodness, it was so slow painfully slow. Um, I I think I stream tested like two or three times. The lag wasn't good. And some of you that have seen my recent videos with other friends might have seen there's a lot of drop frames, lag, and audio unsynchronized. Like I can't do that for my first episode anniversary special. You know, it's like okay, fine. I'm gonna. I'm going to pre-record it, not the way I wanted it to go down, but that's just the way it turned out. So I hope you understand that this was meant to be a live stream, but unfortunately, circumstances did not allow me to do it. But still, um, I will be talking about life in a time of COVID-19. Um, so I wanted to share what's been going on behind the scenes with me and what I've been doing during this lockdown. Um, and I will get to the news roundup. And uh, I did introduce a new segment to this called the, the opinion section. I, I, I'm evolving it. I'm going to call it setting the record straight. And the setting the record straight subject is going to be the hysteria versus open economy. Because these two debates are happening uh, as we speak. So um, we'll see how that goes on how to address it. And we'll get to that subject when we get there. So uh, first and foremost, I want to thank each and every you once again. Heartfelt thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an incredible journey. A lot of milestones have been hit in the past year. I mean, for those of you that have been subscribed to YouTube, first and foremost to you, thank you the most. Um, I know that you tune into my channel for tech stuff. So when this reboot happened, like what's going on here um but i did still do a lot of tech um uh, items and uh, those of you that have watched it have uh, have responded to and have liked it so thank you for for that but also i i I feel you it's the it's the same that's why i put that content out i think one of my most highest responded to videos recently was uh, me venting about the blackberry news back back in february and uh, quite honestly I felt I was the only one doing that. You no, know, everybody else just went the professional route. I'm like, dude, I've been warning about that. So when it happened, I, I had to, you know, just let it all out because it was, it was really. disappointing to see that it all came to a head but anyway um some of the milestones is that i did cross over 1 million views no bots involved it was all organic growth you like the content thank you so much and you know there's some controversial stuff that happened too but um i thank you very very much even though youtube is now it's kind of uneven where i'm being censored in some cases or or some of my videos tend to be demonetized it's been crazy i don't want to give you all the be the inside baseball stuff that's happened in the past two weeks but it's 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 been nuts i just gotta tell you it's been nuts especially with this whole crackdown about those of us that talk about uh covid19 yeah it can get a little out of hand so I did publish a book, a um, subject like this, uh, The Andres Agovia Show, Transcars with the Yoda Days. This is my first book. It's been a, something I worked on for like 15 years. So I'm really happy to finally see that one published. It's not my first published book. That's a series that I'm working on, which I'll give you an update in a moment. But the book itself is something that I worked on a long time ago that I never thought would see the light of day. First off, because I didn't think there was a sizable enough audience. And now that there is, like, woo-hoo, I, I, feel, I feel like I published the book more for me than for you. But uh, for those of you that haven't picked it up yet, by all means, uh, the, the link is available on my website, www.theondressygover.com. Um, it's available on Amazon. Print only, no Kindle. Sorry. I mean, how much of my voice do you got to hear, right? But thank you for listening to my voice. But th- th- the thing is, pick up a book, people. It, it helps you, especially in this time. You going not want to pick up a book. And speaking of books, that's why I'm... I, I, I'm going to take a little bit of a uh, of a hiatus, not so much where I'm going to stop content, but I will change the way I produce content because I have to finish the third book in my series, The Many Misadventures of Enoch Bellagio. The third book was supposed to be published last year, but because I had to replace it with the Andrew like, your show book, that kind of got pushed out the wayside. I couldn't get it out the door before the end of last year, so I have to get it out this year. So I have to finish that book. So it's changing my schedule just a little bit, giving you a heads up on that. Um, one of the other things that happened when I did the Andres Segovia show, uh, long time ago, it was more about political activism for those that don't know about it, more political activism, social commentary and all that. Um, it's, it's, even though I battled in the political arena of ideas, it it was stressful. You know, there's just so many shot matches, so what benefited me was being able to you know, turn my brain away from that and focus on entertainment. In this case, Hollywood. Uh, I was going to be in, in uh, involved in some capacity in Hollywood, especially when I was flexing my connections in film music and development. But that never materialized because I got called somewhere else. But uh, my passion for film score and, and movies themselves never stopped. So... Uh, I I did the critic corner as a way, kind of like to still, uh, like practice my hobby but not for a professional career and it worked pretty well as a, as a way to balance the things with the under Segovia show because it was very heated in the Andrew Segovia show but very well balanced in in, um, in the, the critic corner and I've just been happy to actually bring it back uh, I've done two or three videos now on this with friends so if you haven't checked that out yet by all means check it out this is going to be all rolled into off the record but it, off the record is available to everybody right now because of the especially because of the lockdown so more more entertainment for you. So that leads me to what is off the record? I speak about this a lot and some of you have heard it, but like, what, what's off the record? Look, a lot of people that I know have expressed to me, Andres, I wanna support your show, but real estate really isn't the thing for me. But I like what you have to say about other things. Well, yeah, I, I, I know, I know. And the Andres go over is the front for what I do for business. But I also talk about things that interest me that are not business related. That's where off the record comes in because I can talk about anything and everything that I want, and I do exclusive shows on my website only because I'm not controlled by YouTube. I'm not controlled by Facebook or Twitter and uh, even my, my own host for my main show. Because you know, I've been targeted recently. Um, I've been targeted. For people trying to silence me just because I have a different opinion. I'm like, but why? I'm only talking business over here. But because they know me from something else, they want to silence me. So I'm like, you know what? You can't silence me on my website because it's all owned and done by me. So... That's why Off The Record was born. It was born as a place where I can have a safe space of my own and convey to you my pet peeves uh, and behind-the-scenes stuff and just sound off on other things that I otherwise wouldn't be able to do so on YouTube because rules they have. So anyway, that's that. That's why it's Off The Record, Um, and that's why I kind of did it behind a, a, a registration wall because I didn't want just anybody to get in there. I only wanted those that really wanted to hear the rest of it to be coming over to it. But I know... Some people just don't want to make the effort, oh I gotta go to the website, you know what? That's a lot of work on this, I don't want to do it. I'm sorry. I just do a sign in. So I'm only I'm only gonna ask you to do this one thing. For you iOS users, iPhone, iPad, uh, download the Castro player. And for those of you on Android, use Google Podcast, type in this URL appearing at the bottom of your screen. I'm not putting it in the video description, I'm only putting it here, and I'm gonna put at the end of this video this is the feed for the Off the Record. This was for members only, and you have a chance to just grab this URL, put it into one of these two apps because those are the only two that I recommend to work for you, and you'll have access to everything, including exclusive shows like the Soundtrack Corner where I host a show that, that I did on the newsreel, so I'm I'm bringing that show over to the Andres uh, to off the record for you to be able to just hear you know just some of the soundtracks and music that i like that uh that you might be introduced to so it's it's a way for me to talk about and expand on different things and just you know, overall fun it comes out every saturday and i'm doing an interesting series now that you might want to check out so um that's all that's that's look all this has happened in the past year and it's i'm Grateful to be able to pass on this content to all of you. It's it's fun. It doesn't cost you a penny. It's also my way of saying thank you because now that I have an audience, I'm like, why not? So it's it's been great, and uh, the the um the the exchanges that I've been able to have across socials has also been uh, rewarding uh, for me because that's what this whole thing is all about. That's why I wanted to do this live so I could interact with you. And th- this is this was meant to be some some kind of like a talk show style. A program. That's why I enjoy the feedback, whether it's positive or negative or disagrees with what I say. I, I do enjoy it because I'm able to um, to address certain things. Um, like my uh, my epic episode for my show um, recently was uh, the housing affordability affordability crisis, and that was in response to a lot that was happening in the industry, and because I was getting feedback on on YouTube comments and on Facebook uh, about. Talking and addressing this very issue because some people thought that I only saw it from one perspective. like, no, 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 no. It's a more balanced view that I present, but you only hear snippets here and there. You're going to miss the whole picture. So I'm like, you know what? I got to do an episode where I address it all. And the thing is that I recorded four and a half hours of material for that. Four and a half hours, two of which were unusable, but I had to trim it down to about 50, 55 minutes. And even with four and a half hours, I couldn't squeeze everything in there. You just can't. There's just so much to this issue. So, anyway, that was uh, a great thing that I did. And if you missed that, uh, I've been interviewed by Rent Prep. Um, that was a great interview that I had timely too and it kind of spoke to the times right before the lockdown and I was proven right thereafter so just uh, check it out please um, that's, that's going on so anyway that's uh, the long and short buy my books so those links are available at Um and uh, I just want to move on to just tell you what's been going on Okay, before I get to the, to the news roundup so this segment right now is going to be live during COVID-19 because look a lot of us are in lockdown or quarantine uh, but some of us provide some services and i'm one of those i provide essential services through what i do for property management and in managing a construction company because construction and housing are part of essential uh, business and uh actually before i went live on this um um the real estate services are now officially considered essential all of them so boom i'm completely essential i haven't stopped working so i still work I, i'm working more now than the uh, longer hours and it seems um but I, I do have to comply with uh um you know the social distancing mandate mandates and all that that's why i have uh, my office staff working um off, uh, remotely so so that that's been good but and during this time, um, I think that some people that are not used to uh, being so cooped in um, are having a hard time adapting. And in my case, uh, I, I, I can safely say that uh, I've quite enjoyed being able to uh, to connect more with my family. Um, maybe not as much as they would like, but I have been able to do something different with them. Um, because i've been working longer hours so i still don't have that kind of time i mean even tonight i was i was behind um schedule i had technical issues <sighs> so when i finally got home um the wife looked so frustrated and it was night and like uh, i was frustrated too because of my technical problems and having to produce this uh this episode and and i looked at her I was like what's going on what are you waiting for i've been waiting for you to have dinner and when i saw that now i could have easily just you no, know, just gotten upset and I just you know what, you shouldn't have waited for me to eat. But I saw from another perspective. I'm like, It's time to eat. You know, I was supposed to jump on a conference call, but I'm like, My family needs me. So uh, I you know it just do it so i I, i'm i gladfully ate with my my wife and my three kids and and it, it it was nice it was a nice time and since the kids are at home i think one of the the fun things have been that i've been able to flex my my instructor and educator um um like Talents, you know, just pull, up, take off one hat. Like I'm right, a dad now, I'm an educator, kind of thing. That's what a parent's supposed to be in the first place. Uh, I've have enjoyed doing the homeschooling part with them um, after work because uh, I had to. I've done history classes, science classes. I showed them how to, how clouds are made, why it rains, and all that. Uh, telling them history of a uh, world history and an American history, and uh, just um, uh, nature itself. It's been oh my goodness, it's been so much fun. Uh, they they it captivates their attention and it's you know it's just been a lot of fun but while I'm not around and I know it can be hard that's why one of the things that's most precious during this time I grew up collecting Legos so I have a treasure trove of Legos and because my I have young kids six four and two that's their ages like can't just pull the Legos out for them to play with you know what I said to heck with it because Legos are an endless resource for for fun and creativity that's exactly what happened. They are loving the Legos. And that's not even everything. So they were like, whoa, look at all these Legos. Yeah, eat your heart out, Lego store. I have more. I have the original sealed Lego Batman. Batman. Uh, r- original sealed Lego Batman and uh, um, not the double dip nonsense. Uh, and, I, and I'm looking forward to building my way up, no pun intended, to be able to build with them, especially with my daughter's birthday being tomorrow. So when this goes live, the next day is my daughter's birthday and she turns seven. You know, it's like seven years, really? You know, just, time flies, time flies and I get to be there all, all along the way. Um, I have been, uh, for those of you that follow me on Instagram, that's kind of like the behind the scenes, uh, behind the life of a broker kind of thing. Uh, from what I do, I've been posting a lot about uh, uh, my, my home gym um, because I work out mostly from home. Even Despite the fact that I had uh, gym memberships, um, I mostly work out from home because of my work schedule, and because of my family. Uh, so I, I usually work out either early in the morning. And I can't waste my time driving to work. I mean, driving to the gym. And same thing at night. Uh, I, I, I can't just go out at night uh, just because there's still a lot of traffic out there. It's crazy. But anyway, um, that was then. So a good thing I worked out from home because look at it now. People were asking me, it's like, how do, how do you do it at home? Like, man, can you give me some tips? It's like, sure. So that's been fun. Uh, what else have I done? Catching up with friends. You know, that's why you saw some random videos put up. And this put up a video talking about movies and TV and books. Then he put up a video talking about Keanu Reeves and then after that talking about soundtracks. Yeah, because I'm connecting with friends and we can't meet face to face. So we started talking about you, dude, I'm going to hit the record button and just turn this to an episode of the Critic Corner. Oh my goodness, it's been fun. So like, woohoo, took advantage of that. No two birds, one stone. So yeah, it's been fun. Um, and uh, on a more, uh, I guess, serious note, like, I guess for those that know me uh, would know that I, um, I'm, a, I'm a practicing Christian. So as a practicing Christian, uh, it's been interesting to get my perspective on what's going on now. Um, with this whole virus thing. I'm not going to get into the whole uh, apocalyptic thing. Is it the book of Revelations? Uh, is it God's judgment on earth and all that? You know, take it as you may. Even the non religious types are saying this is Mother's nature's wrath against humanity. Look, I'm not going to get into any of that yet. <laughs> That's going to be for off the record. What I'm going to tell you is this, though last year when the, the faith community felt just it was just such a difficult time politically uh, where a lot of stuff would go against them despite the fact that, that supposedly there's a, a a president that favors them um, there was a there was a lot of grief in in seeing that the laws are stacked against them um, that's that's the, the the general feeling but I told them look because for those of us that are, that are practicing Christians um, believe that Now that I don't know if you heard that, but that sounded like a huge explosion. Interesting. You got? I got this on camera, and I have no idea what that was, but it just shook the whole studio. So, like, whoa! It's uh, it happened way outside, so I have no idea where that is. I'm gonna look into that for sure, though. I'm keeping a, a vigilant eye out. But anyway, um, speaking about Jesus Christ right now, <laughs> like, kaboom! Did he arrive? Well, <laughs> uh, anyway, what I was getting at was um was that those of the Christian faith believe that Jesus Christ is coming back, and there will be different signs because the book of Revelation says that he will. I'm not going to prophetize, okay, folks? But all I'm going to add on to that is that uh, I've maintained this uh, for the longest time, that um, when he returns, because I do believe he will, um, that I expect America to have another great awakening, or also known as a spiritual awakening. Because for those of you that have actually studied unbiased... um, uh American history we've had two great awakenings and we're starting to see it now. in seeing it now, uh, the way it's played out it's uh it's, it's incredible um, people coming together uh, coming together in prayer praying for for our leaders whether um, they're Christian or not doesn't matter because in this in this time of crisis it, they're the leaders. So we're praying that they that they have that they gain the perspective and wisdom to guide us out of this you know and to do what's in the best interest of the public not a select few So it's been amazing to see that all play out and that's all I got to say about that. Um, if I if I do expand on that kind of commentary, it's gonna be in the off the record stuff. So you want to make sure you subscribe to that. Uh, I'm gonna now move over to the question and answer section. Um, I did compile some questions. Some of them I've already answered in the form of different episodes on the on podcasts that I'll relate to. So when I get to them, you'll know. Um, but uh, after this, I'm gonna jump quickly to the news roundup so that I could get that out of the way and then move on. Um, you should uh, let's see, yeah, I got some stuff here. Sorry, I got I'm looking at like three different screens right now, so I'm trying to keep it all together while making sure this is recording fine. Uh, because I have had some technical difficulties today that have not made me happy, but uh, there we go. All right, questions, questions, these are compiled from anyway. by the way, everybody that submitted questions, thank you so much. These come from the socials and YouTube comments and from people that I've seen face to face, so. Uh, the first one I want to address is along the business lines. The, the question is, Andres, is there a repeal of AB fourteen eighty two in California? So this is the California um, Assembly bill that was signed by the governor uh, back in October last year that basically made the uh, California a rent control state that went to effect January first. So the short answer is no. There is no. Um, There there is no uh, repeal in the works. The answer is actually worse. There's another bill coming down the line. Actually, it's coming in the form of a proposition. It's being called the Rental Affordability Act. I've been talking about it and warning about it for several episodes now. But with all this calamity and the crisis going on, I have no idea where this is going to land. All you have to know is this that uh once it is approved by the I don't know if a state controller or the auditor that does this um, whenever they get back into session um we'll know what proposition number is assigned to it because right now we don't know and we don't even know what's in it but as someone has kept a pulse on this I could tell you they are aiming for Costa Hawkins Costa Hawkins is the only remaining landlord protection um, um, law in the constitution of, the, of california and i believe they're just aiming at that to repeal it and if that repeals it's rent control on every existing thing here but it just makes no sense since some of that stuff's not even affected uh, affecting some of the tenants but it's not something i'm going to get into in this episode i've already addressed it in other ones um but it's just for uh, for your information there the, one of the big questions because of this crisis is what does covid 19 mean for the housing market This one, uh, part of the answer is in the news roundup. So I'm going to address a little bit there. But I can tell you what I have noticed. Uh, I have noticed both actions. People getting out of the market because their employment has been affected by this. We've had 3 million people alone in California file for unemployment in a week. Man, that's scary. Um, But we also... Um, we've also had the Federal Reserve cut down rates. One thing I haven't seen happen, at least not quickly enough yet, is a reduction in the prices of properties. So we haven't seen that go down. But other things I'll address in the news roundup because this is going to overlap, and I don't want to, you know, just just do it twice. Okay. <clears throat> uh, are you still working? Well, yeah, you got your answer. I told you yes. Um, are, are your tenants paying? The, the the short answer is yes. But then again, this can change. So um, th- they're still paying. Uh, we've been in communication with them. So uh, we have had one tenant that uh, said they're going to have trouble paying. And, and we're like, well, we totally understand. And you know what this tenant did? He says, but I'm going to pay you a portion. I'm like, well, we understand that you can't pay. But she insisted on paying a portion. And God bless her. You know we're all in this together. We understand this, and that's why landlords. I made an episode about this. Just understand that these are really hard times, and some of us are going to be harder hit than others. So uh, it's just uh, be in communication with your tenants. Um, uh, be be supportive too, because you don't want to let the bad guy. You want to let the good guy, the understanding person. Um, so I recommend that you uh, that you reach out to them before before time comes. Okay, uh, so. In in relations to that, if we can't pay our mortgage, uh, what if we can't pay our mortgage because of this? And this also kind of goes in with the the rents. I have done two episodes, one addressing rental and the other one addressing mortgage. So it's a kind of landlord and one for tenants. Uh, So just check them. Those actually were published last week because we got more information from the state. Some of them were through executive orders um, that were were mandating about what to do if your income is affected by COVID-19 and how to approach things. because there is a structure and an order if you cannot pay your rent or your mortgage and a process that you must do in order to both notify and protect yourself. Uh, because the last thing you want is this thing coming for collections later. So check out those episodes. I've already addressed them. Uh, <clears throat> this one is a little toughy because some people will take it political. What do you think of the federal stimulus package? Um, well, the... What do I think of the federal stimulus package? Well, I can tell you this much. For those progressives, it's not communism. And for those on the conservative side, it's not communism. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> the reason I say that is because there's people throwing memes all over the place. It's like, oh, um, I, I I want to end my trial subscription to communism. And that was a conservative that said it. Then another one was making fun of the MAGA hat wearers about like, uh, oh, socialism bad. And the other button was like, uh, accept the whatever check that the stimulus is going to provide for the people. Like, look, folks, this these are different times, similar to war times. This is not a a communist thing, although that's what Congress wanted to do. It could get that way if the next stimulus bill comes across. This is not a bailout. Don't don't misunderstand. This is not a bailout. When the government is requiring businesses, non-essential businesses, to stop, they know what they're telling them to do. You cannot work and produce right now. But as a consequence, as an insurance it's like, this is a timely thing, just for a little bit of time. This is something to help get you by while we figure this thing out. Because uh, the whole thing about COVID-19 is that there's still a lot that we don't know. And we're learning more day by day. Some of it's actually more positive than negative. But the media like to keep up um, the, the negative stuff because it gives it more press. But uh, the other question is, is it enough? Well, that's why I told you. They're already working on another one because we don't know how long this lockdown is going to last. So... We'll see where this all turns out. Um, if I weigh in on this a little more, it'll be on off the record. So again, stay tuned for that. This one's a tech question. Do you prefer the BlackBerry Z10 or the Z30? Um, I did do a short response on uh, t- to the YouTube comment, but I'll expand on it here. Because why, are my, why am I be, even being asked that? They still make Blackberries? Y- yeah, I don't, I don't know anymore. <laughs> So those that follow BlackBerry know that I really don't know anymore. So this is what I will tell you. Between those two phones, because these are the ancient BlackBerry 10 OS days, um, because now it's Android-powered Blackberries. uh, those great devices that never really got their their time in the sun. Um, The Z30 is the bigger device, the more modern processor, more powerful processor, uh, bigger screen, uh, AMOLED display, which I'm more of a fan of, dual speakers, loud, loud speakers, bigger, beefier battery, non removable, and uh, just speedier all around. But I preferred the Z10. I don't know, it just, it looked better, even though it's really smaller. The screen's LCD, but higher density pixel rate. So that made the pictures look a little sharper. Even though some of the text might've looked a little yellow or the white might've looked a little yellow. Um, I did I did like it better. And there's still my devices that I have in my box and the ones that held up the, the best with almost next to no issues has been the Z30. So uh, I have enjoyed the Z30. Uh, that's the one I prefer. Um, but if the Z30 performed better, um, more reliably, I would have kept that one as my daily driver then, uh, but it's the Z10. Uh, and this one, um, what are your requirements to appear on your show? Uh, thank you for those of you that have reached out. So this one's actually more on a personal level. So for those of you that have asked me this question, um, check your inboxes because I've already sent you a reply. So if you didn't get it, follow up with me. Hit me on the socials and say, "Hey, Andres, I didn't get your message." So we'll make I'll make sure to rectify that. Okay, so that wraps up the question and answer section. We are gonna deal with the news roundup. So you should be hearing the jingle. And if the jingle is not playing, uh I better fire whoever's doing the audio on this one. Oh wait, that's me. <laughs> so uh the news roundup. Uh, that's basically kind of wrapping up the big question. Uh what impact has COVID-19 on the mar- had on the market? Look, March was shaping up to be a slow news season. And then I just blew up for like the first two and a half weeks. It was just nuts. Like, whoa, where did all this come from? These are all the headlines that I'm not going to be going through. You should be seeing on your screen right now. I am not going through any of these headlines because I had to axe them. Because those of you know that follow me on the News Roundup, I link to you every single article I go through. None of these I'm going to address. Because it just there's no reason to. So let's go to the browser. Ah, look, there's my mug. Um, quickly, this is the show. If you go to podcast, you'll see two drop-down arrows, the go of your show, and then off the record, you can filter out off the record to see all the episodes you don't hear when you're subscribed to the podcast. And uh, you'll see which directories. My main show is available in the video description down below. You'll see the entire list with links. You can check that out. Um, Follow me on Instagram as well. Uh, Twitter might be going the way of the dinosaur for me because it's way too toxic, man way too toxic but anyway i'm not getting into that i'm gonna get into this so i kind of addressed this already but i'll be going through a quick rehash because th- there's a narrative being told by just about four or five articles that i'm going through here uh, so this is going to be a very quick news roundup because there's a narrative structure here that i want to go through that nearly half of realtors uh, say that home buyer interest has decreased due to coronavirus outbreak this was reported by resmedia um and that's true that there, were, that there were people that were being affected with their income. So, of course, they just they, they couldn't uh, buy or at least had concerns about their future income. And ultimately, they just had to drop out of the market. The thing is, there was also um, the, another thing that happened. That uh, with the stock market collapsing um, like crazy, uh, that uh, there were people liquidating their, um, their stocks so they can draw out the money. And invest in real estate so those are called the opportunities which i'll get to in a bit before i move on to this next article uh well i guess might as well touch on it this uh, this is from uh, housing wire why the housing market might dodge the recession why it might dodge the recession this is a very short one but uh the thing is real estate is actually the safety net for the entire economy because this is the bank's money the bank's money that belongs to you. When you deposit into a bank, the bank has to grow the money. That they grow it through interest, they grow they grow it through charging because they're a business too. But one of the one of the best ways for them to to grow the money is to loan it out through mortgages. So that money needs to be cycling. And now, now when I get to the last segment here about setting the record straight, you'll see how this all comes together about circling everything. To make sure that these things are growing that they stay in circulation the housing market if it takes a hit there will be no safety net to catch the economy it'll be in free fall that's the big deal because if money keeps circling and in, in the real estate industry we can weather this insane storm so, but andres the last recession was housing absolutely because people couldn't pay back their houses there's a lot more to that, and if we're going to address it someday, I'll address it someday. I, 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 I don't see it as pertinent conversation right now. It's been talked about and to some level or another, but uh, you know, I'm not going to delve into all that. But the housing market might be able to dodge a recession because it's not the housing market taking the hit yet. And the reason it won't take a hit is because here in California, I've mentioned it, uh, but um, some mortgages are going to be frozen for uh, for a period of time from some of the big banks because they understand what's going on. So there will be a hit in collections, but it's not a hit on the market. Those are two different things, okay? So just keep that in mind. Meanwhile, the Federal Reserve had been cutting the rates so fast that mortgage companies have not been able to keep up with it because the drop in mortgages now is expected to encourage homeowners to refinance. But some people are going to want to buy. This comes from Yahoo Finance. So let's jump over to the other Yahoo Finance one. Why now is the right time to buy a house? What? Yeah, so this is all, like I said, it's feeding off one another. It's building into this narrative that you'll never see it like this where prices either stabilize or might come down just a little bit but the interest rate's dropping. How many times have you heard on the commercials? Oh, it's a, the interest rates are at a historic low, all-time low. You know, this is not a joke. It's true. Because normally when interest rate goes down, prices go up. And when prices come down, interest rate go up. That's the inverse relationship between these two. These two are, the interest rate's dropping faster than the prices of the houses. That's why the house price hasn't really changed. Because as I mentioned, opportunists are coming out to do this. As soon as the lockdown happened, I was getting phone calls and emails from people that wanted to buy up. I'm like, whoa, whoa where, where, where you guys been this whole time? They want to jump into the real estate industry. And some of my partners, I was concerned because I had a stake in a property. And I'm like, I don't know how property's gonna move. Instead, I'm finding out I went into escrow. They agreed on 30 day terms. A Few days later, I found out that they reduced it to three weeks. I'm like, whoa, you going to try to close this thing really fast. And not just that, the buyer got a smashing deal on that or is getting a smashing deal if they customize the transaction. Yeah, they came in lower and because of the whole panic going on, the seller decided to bargain down. So now there's maybe some leeway for some for some buyers. It's not just the seller's market. This is kind of leveling out. So that's why there hasn't, it's too early to say how much of an impact these two weeks of the lockdown have, have had on the real estate industry. All I can tell you is what I've seen for myself, it's balanced. There are some that dropped off the market I have sellers that are asking me and just waiting and watching. i thought for sure some of them would just jump on refinancing. They are not jumping into refinancing just yet. They're still considering selling. So I'm like, oh, okay. So that's why I'm keeping it up to date as much as I can. I tune into my show. And those, if you're watching, some of you sellers, you know who you are and I'm talking to you. So still, it's been interesting. So you want to keep a pulse on what's going on? Then you got to like, share, and subscribe to yours truly across everything. All right. So that's it. That, that's kind of what I wanted to end on. Is it a good time to buy? It depends on who you are and what, you want to, what, what you're looking for to do. And it, it kind of goes to this. Coronavirus shock is destroying America's retirement dreams. A lot of people invest in retirement through stocks, IRAs, 401ks, mutual funds and all that. They just saw most of those things be wiped out. And that's heartbreaking. But the thing is, those that have seen downturns in the economy over the past 100 years would know that's the first to go but what sustains people through these hardships real estate so is it the right time to buy if you can go for it just know that and i always maintain this real estate especially when you when you start growing your estate and invest in rental property income It's the only income that goes up every single year. No hiccup at all. Even if there's rent control involved, it still goes up. So, in hard times, people still need to live somewhere. Economic downturns, people still have to pay rent. Now, this crisis thing is a whole other story, okay? This is something completely different. Completely different. When everybody's being asked to stop what they're doing, this is something different. This is not like a like a recession. Oh, is a recession coming? Look, even if a recession does come, this is not the same thing. These unemployment numbers, the the stock collapsing, and all that. This is different. This is not as a result because of of, of faulty investments, of not being able to pay back this or that. This is a result of governments all over the world saying, "Stop what you're doing." So we can stop the spread of this new novel virus that's spreading everywhere. So those are the two things that people have to separate. All right. Uh, So yeah, I do recommend buying. It's the most solid way to invest. So if you want to learn more about that, then by all means, this is the the place you got to contact uh, to to go to my business website, www.segoviares.com because that's all things real estate. So you can communicate to me uh, from there. My number and email is all listed there so you can reach out to yours truly so we can set up a consultation just like this. So we can do that at your convenience to find out where you are in your finances, uh, especially here in California because we are being uh, somewhat hard hit okay so that's that for the news roundup and that's the way the news goes so now we enter this uh, setting the record straight i'm going to try to keep it as brief as possible because i'm running up on time here um the this setting the record straight i want to balance this whole hysteria which i call um media induced panic uh versus the whole argument that you know just open up the economy let everybody go back to work you get infected you get infected survival of the fittest Charles Darwin's evolutionary theory is coming is coming true. Um, look, there's gotta be a balance here, folks. It's well the, the ones that are not contributing are the ones that are being targeted. You know, that's bull. I call bull on that. You wanna know why? Those are the people that most deserve our respect because they've already given everything. They've given everything for you to be able to have what you have. And for those of you that hold that mindset, that's like, well, they get it too bad. They're not contributing anything. That is you have zero respect or zero regard for life. Seriously. I do not value that opinion at all. Well, you, you got a way to weigh the survival of humanity and all that. You know, when there's always trouble, look, screw the identity politics, okay? Whenever there's been trouble, a calamity or whatever, let's t- the Titanic, it's like the men had to stay behind on the boat. There were limited votes. Who do they prioritize? Women, children, elderly. It's always been that way. You go live. Men, sacrifice yourselves. That's the only time that identity politics goes out the window. Like right now in this emergency crisis, it's like, plastic oh we got to get rid of the straws we got to get rid of the plastic bags you know the one-time single-use bags we got we got to get rid of all that so we can save our environment now what's happening eliminate the reusable bags because that's recirculating the coronavirus bring back the single-use bags what so plastic's good again folks you can't make this stuff up you gotta balance the hysteria and the normalized everything crowd open everything up Now, otherwise, everything crashes. Go back to work. Survive with the fittest. Don't destroy the economy. Um, The problem with that argument now is that uh, we have situations where Amazon warehouses—at least four, last I saw—I'm sure there's probably more um, now—that have um, coronavirus circulating through there. So now the concern is that uh, um, the deliveries are going to be held back. There's going to be effects on the on the the trans the transmission of the of the goods and services from from Amazon warehouses but the bigger concern from there is what about the, the delivery Are they delivering the coronavirus to the clients? Um, The the same thing is happening with some Trader Joe's in New York City. New York is considered the epicenter um, or one of the serious hotspots in the coronavirus. So when you have that, um, some Trader Joe's had to close down for for disinfecting and all that. Now that's affecting the produce that can get to people that definitely need it there in New York because everybody's clustered there. It's very dense. So that's the situation that you have when you gotta have some kind of balance. The other problem is that there's because of all this, there's the hysteria crowd. The world is ending. People are dying. Stay indoors. Lock everything down. They also say, look, America now leads the the uh, the whole world in, in in cases. So I'm gonna go to uh, this other one. So this is from the um, the John Hopkins University that's tracking everything. I'm gonna refresh it here, and so now you get to see a time step about to where I am on all this um where you see the united states leading uh and followed closely by italy or not so closely by italy um oh look it's crashed let me refresh when you see all this you trust the chinese numbers i don't never did who who does not even look we can't even trust the world health organization okay so no i do not trust the chinese numbers They've been way off since the beginning, and uh, they silenced the critics, and they silenced the whistleblowers, and they silenced anybody trying to try warn the world about this before it even got a hand. So they've been hiding whatever's been going on there. I don't trust the numbers, and I'm not going to say much more than that. Other than Russia's hiding it too, Iran even worse, and even worse than that is Turkey. They're desperately hiding this because they are not only silencing the whistleblowers but also offing the whistleblowers just giving you a heads up about that but the hysteria says stop everything stop moving everything it doesn't matter if it's essential or not essential business stay home for the sake of everybody the problem with that is we will all die how would you get your food how would your electricity stay on how would your water keep running we can't stop everything. That's why we need a balance of things. I'm in favor of a lockdown slash quarantine thing that's been going on. Um, I understand what it's for. Look, it's not to say that people are not going to get infected. They will get infected. And as I've maintained for a while now, I've said this is going to be... A seasonal thing. And now Dr. Fauci has said it just to the same effect. I'm like, I've been saying that for a while. That nobody's saying they're going to eliminate the virus right now. That's not going to happen. Not going to eradicate it. We have a vaccine. It's the end of it. Not like eliminating polio. Polio was all but extinct and makes a big return because of, a, of, a, of immigrant crossings on the border, you know? So other places have not been able to eradicate that. So the point is that we, if it's a seasonal thing we're going to learn from what's happening now so we're hoping that when the the, the 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 hot season comes around it either eliminates the virus or at the very least makes it lay dormant so when it does rear its ugly head during the cold seasons now we have a way to attack it the concern is because it's so transmissible highly contagious and new that it affects the most vulnerable amongst us uh, from the elderly and those with underlying health conditions doesn't matter what age they are anybody could get sick but the thing is that you don't have a good enough immune system, you can't battle this out. And if everybody is just being like among themselves and everybody's transmitting it like crazy and they all try to go to the um, the emergency room at the same time, you're gonna overwhelm the, med- the, the the health system. And when you overwhelm the health system, now you have people that are not just gonna die from this virus. They're gonna die from the their own condition they're already dealing with. Whatever disease they've already been battling, they won't have the attention um, to uh, given by the uh, by the uh, the the medical professionals to handle them because they're dealing with this other thing that's happening so that's the concern that they want to Limit how many people are rushing out to the to the to the hospital. That's why they're trying to make drive-in testing. That's why they uh, they want to do at-home testing kits so you don't have to be going to the hospital just to get tested and take up resources over there. You know it, it it's crazy. So those are the things that you, that you uh, gotta keep in mind as to what is happening. We need a balance of both. If you have a non-essential business, then look that that's what the whole stimulus package was all about to try to provide for you um, in this time of need. Also, why they expedited the unemployment uh, benefits to just be like, just give it to them because of the situation at hand. Um, the thing is that uh, that also is not to create a system of welfare that once the economy opens up again that uh, some people will be like hey i'm getting paid more to stay home instead of going out to work because now we're going to have less people contributing to the workforce that will not become a bigger burden that will in of it itself collapse the economy because there wouldn't be enough people contributing to the economy to sustain the amount of money that's being paid out by the government so that's what's going on we need to keep the supply chains working shout out to the medics and the first responders um, everybody on the front lines battling this but a very big shout out and kudos to those that are completely underlooked. No one's really giving them their due. It's the truck drivers folks. they keep the supply chain going. Hats off to you. Because without you, we all die literally. Like if we can't get the supplies over to the medical professionals, if we can't get the stuff over to the people, the food, the necessities that they need day by day, the toilet paper. But then, how are we gonna survive? You know, you 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 bet for sure it's going to lead to civil unrest if that if that happens if if they can't get it out so shout out to the truckers, we need you more than ever. So I do have more to say about this, okay? Uh, but I have so much to say that you might you might end up putting a tin hat on, but I'm not going to say it in here. It's going to be for you to check it out on Off The Record. Yeah, I just plugged it in. That's why this is your last chance right here to pick up this URL, to put it into Castro if you're on iOS, or to put it into Google Podcasts if you're on Android, so you can check out Off The Record. Folks, this is the conclusion part. Thank you so much for staying with me this whole time. Um, it's my first my first anniversary episode. If you like this format, by all means, let me know. Uh, it, it's just uh, it. it kind of changes the way i'm going to approach the show um because i do like this setup um it's just that it requires a lot more show prep a lot more time that at the moment i really don't have and i do want to spend considerably more time with my family because i have to um it's i've been enjoying uh, homeschooling them every chance that i get and i do want to spend more time with them so i want to finish up whatever i can so what i'm gonna change now for for the main show uh what i used to just label PSAs or public service announcements they're just going to become episodes on their own rights but they will be like like a brief informational um, uh, episodes so technically I've done about 80 episodes uh, but if I was counting just the main episode without the PSAs this would be like episode 80 or whatever it is but no I'm, I'm like I mean episode 60 I'm way beyond that Like episode 80 Altogether But when you can And off the record Beyond 100 folks uh, There's a lot of stuff That I've done And i got to Dive into the well To bring some stuff I've got 100 To introduce throwback Thursday So there's a lot of Different things That I want to do um, There's always so much I can do As an individual But because I need to Give more attention To my family And also attention To the book That I have to finish that's why I'm going to be changing the approach that I do for the show, uh, for the for the very near uh, for the for the short term. Um, so we'll see how the next few months play out. Especially with this lockdown, uh, I'll probably devote time to this, but this will be like a once once a month thing where I wrap everything up. But in the meanwhile, I'll be doing um, the my my regular episodes, just uh, more condensed versions of them um, as often as I can. It won't just be a, a Monday thing. So like I said, uh, follow the podcast on all the directories or on any of your favorite directories and you'll know. Don't just subscribe to YouTube because you're not going to get the main show here or all the show here. There's a lot of content everywhere else. Follow me on, all right, if you want to follow me on the main things, the podcast, get it. But if you're going to sign up to off the record, you got everything. Everything is there. So you don't have to get this app and then get another app and then sign on both. No, you get the off the record link down here. You have everything. You don't got to do anything else. So it's there. And follow me. Like, share, subscribe. Hit the notification bell on YouTube so you know when I put out a video, including the Critic Corner. I do intend to do more of those. Random subjects. A lot of good stuff that I want to talk about and that you'll probably be interested in hearing too. Um, and then uh, Facebook. Facebook. Instagram gives you the behind the scenes stuff of what I do so if you're interested in that on a more personal level probably check it out but Facebook is where uh, it's the hub of everything where Instagram kind of feeds into that my main show everything's posted there and uh, yeah so those are the main ones that you gotta know and all of this are available at www.theindustagovar.com my books are available on Amazon uh, The Industagovar Show only in print The, the Mini mis- Adventures of Enoch Bellagio are available as print and P- uh, and uh, and, um, and Kindle uh, audiobooks are in the works yes so that's another thing that i'm trying to work on which is why it's eating up into my time but uh yeah that's that thank you so very much for participating in this first anniversary episode it's been a great ride um just these are crazy times we live in folks so i really enjoy that uh yeah you've been here with me along for the ride and we'll see how the rest of this thing goes so stay safe stay healthy and be mindful and you know be wise about what you do right now because the best thing you can do for yourself is be vigilant and stay tuned i'll see you on the next one